You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I am Martina Cunha and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Jonathan Larson asked, how can you make someone take off and fly in one of his songs from Tick Tick Boom? And I, for the past two years, have learned one way to do it, through the power of community. Welcome to the Latinx in Musical Theater special for season three of Backstage Talk, where we will be featuring artists from across all positions in musical theater, from several Latin American countries and different Latin heritages. I am proud to showcase my Latinx family. I hope you enjoy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is Mauricio Martinez, and I am honored to have him on the show. He is a Mexican actor and recording artist who recently starred as Emilio Estefan in the Broadway musical On Your Feet, the story of Emilio and Gloria Estefan. You can currently see him, too, in the Emmy Award NBC Universal's original TV series El Vato on Netflix. Being a household name in Mexico and Latin America, Mauricio starred as the leading man in the Mexican productions of the Broadway musicals Beauty and the Beast, Saturday Night Fever, The Drowsy Chaperone, Sweet Charity, the premier Spanish versions of, of Broadway's The Last Five Years, Songs from an Unmade Bed, and in plays such as Arthur Miller's A View from the Bridge and Toyer, a thriller by Gardner McGay, before crossing over to the United States. In the American stage, Mauricio originated the starring role in the world premiere of Children of Salt, a new Latin musical at the New York Musical Festival in 2016, and went on to play the iconic role of Che in Evita, at the prestigious Kansas City Repertory Theater that same year, before making his Broadway debut as Estefan in the summer of 2017. Mauricio, I am so happy to have you over. Thank you so much for joining us on Backstage Talk. Thank you, dear Martin, for having me. I'm very honored and I'm very, very happy to be here connected to you. I, I watched myself age 20 years in less than a minute <laughs> with that intro. <laughs> yeah, it, it usually saw, happens. I, lo- I saw all my life flash before my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mauricio, I want to ask you first, what made you choose the thespian path in life? Ooh, what made me choose a thespian life? Well, my mother had a lot to do with it because my mom is a huge fan of uh, Hollywood musicals, old Hollywood musicals. And um, when I was growing up, she would play me movies like Grease, obviously, Hello, Dolly, West Side Story, The Sound of Music. And I completely fell in love with a genre, not knowing that most of those movies came from the theater and that 
those theaters were um, in a place called Broadway and that Broadway happened to be in New York. I only saw New York in movies. So as I grew older, I discovered that, that my real passion came not really from the movies, but from the stage, from a theater. And growing up in Mexico, I also grew up obviously with both cultures. I always say that I'm not only bilingual, but I'm bicultural because I grew up, even though I did grow up in Mexico, I grew up in a very Americanized city of Mexico mm -hmm. called Monterrey. And we're very influenced by, by North America, by the United States. So I also grew up uh, listening to to both music. You know, I would, I, bo both type of music. I would watch MTV and watch Michael Jackson and Paul Abdul and Bon Jovi and Whitney Houston. And I would always also watch Luis Miguel, Alejandro Fernandez. So I grew up with both cultures and I fell in love with both of them and I wanted to do them both. And I discovered that theater was the venue. Theater was the place, the destination where I could do, do the same in both languages uh, and, and, uh, and be honest and be true to myself and, and telling stories. You know, I, I discovered I had a voice too, uh, thanks to the theater. I, I, I used to do plays as a kid and I discovered that I had it and, and I started studying singing and my voice teacher told me, you have, you have a voice and you have, you mentioned a word musicality that I never heard before and I'll never forget it because um, the way he said it, you know, and, and, and I, I realized, oh, I, I have this. Uh, I, I was born with this. I opened my mouth and, and I, I sing on pitch. Uh, I can sustain the note. I, I have this. So why not use it? Mm. Uh, and that's how it happened, you know, uh, little by little. And I always wanted to tell stories and I just fell in love with the theater. And I love, um, I fell in love with creating. I fell in love um, as I grew older from junior high, then I moved to high school. And that's when I discovered my tribe, you know, people, people that were just like me, uh, that wanted to sing, you know, when you, when I saw Glee, then years and years later, I was like, I, it brought me back because I, I saw it and I, I thought to myself, that's exactly how it was for me in, in, in high school. You know, I, I, I found my tribe, friends that were musicians as well, or dancers or singers, or they wanted to do concerts or uh, play the piano or, so we were all these crazy bunch that loved loved performing, and that's when I fell in love with it. And I, it just took me, it, it always took me somewhere, you know, the 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 drive that I had and, and the passion for for being on stage. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew I had to. I knew that it was gonna take me out of of where I was at the time. That was Mexico, you know. I wanted to be in New York. Um, and that's where I headed. And I never looked back. You know, I, I got a scholarship when I was 18. I took it so seriously that I started taking singing and acting lessons at 15. And by the time I was 18, I was already in New York studying musical theater. You know, that's how clear my path was and, and how driven I was and how also I think there's a there's a phrase called um, there's a phrase that goes uh when in the moment of commitment the universe conspires to assist you you know and, and i i believe that i believe that firmly and that's what happened you know and, and that's always been the theater for me you know my commitment first and foremost is is with theater with stage uh when it can be with musicals well even better 
So, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You, you just briefly mentioned the start of your journey when you were 15 and then when you moved to New York at 18. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about your journey in musical theater and how you went from Mexico to Broadway. Okay, well, that's literally the title of one of my concerts, uh, the first uh, 54 Below show that I did a couple of years back. Um, and that's literally my life from Mexico to Broadway. Growing up, I, I used to watch all these movies that my mom used to play and I fell in love with it. And so I started taking singing lessons. I just asked when I found my tribe, I found these people and I just asked, where do you take singing lessons? And they, they, they told me where and I would go and sign up and, and, and I would work in the summers so I could pay for my voice lessons. And that's how it all started. And I, I, I started doing theater at that age. I was probably around 14, 15. And it just it just grew and grew and grew. By the time I was 18, like I said, I was already in, in New York. But then my visa ran out. So I had to go back to Mexico. And that's when I discovered um, a TV show called Operación Triunfo, which is like the Mexican idol. And uh, so I went, I was third runner up. And the day the show end, ended, I got a call from the producer who was offering me um, Saturday Night Fever. Mm -hmm. He was telling me um, the producer really liked you watching you in the show. And he says that you'd be perfect for, for this show. And um, I told him, well, I auditioned for that in, in New York, but I didn't get it because I, I, I was pushed out of the subway. And uh, for some reason, I hurt my, my ankle and I couldn't do the dance call. But I really, really wanted to audition. And, and it's so, so funny that life in its mysterious ways, and then I was going to do it um, when I was working on cruise ships and, but my dad passed away. I was going to do it in Germany because I auditioned and I got it. Uh, but then I had to turn the contract down because my dad was diagnosed with cancer. So by the third time I, I got uh, Saturday Night Fever back in my life, it was the time to do it. I was, and it was in my country and it was in my culture and in my own language and with my people and for my people. So it was extra special. And that's when I knew I was like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do in my life. You know, be careful what you wish for because dreams come true, but you never know how they're going to come true. Uh, you know, you, you can ask for something and you're not really sure how you're going to receive it. And that's how I learned that I was really, really that this was really my calling. And after Saturday Night Fever, uh, I just, it just snowballed from there. I, after that, I did Beauty and the Beast and I did Jesus Christ Superstar. Then I did uh, did uh, the last five years, and then I did a view from the bridge, and then I did um, the drowsy chaperone, and that that was like just I didn't stop. I, I was also recording albums and doing concerts, doing a couple of films here and there, doing lots of TV like telenovelas and stuff. But the main, I, like the spinal cord of my career, um, was always theater, musical theater, and 2016 came. And my friend, I already auditioned for Evita in 2011. I was flown from New York, from Mexico to New York. And it was down to two guys, the guy that got it and me. And he got it. So I was like, okay, I went back. But then 2016 happened. And my friend Jaime Lozano, who's also from Monterrey, wrote this beautiful musical called Children of Salt, and um, which is based on a play by a Mexican playwright named Hernán Galindo, who's also from our hometown, both Jaime and I. Monterrey, Mexico. And um, so it felt like home in a way. And he said, listen, uh, Paisanito, this role is perfect for you, I think. I think uh, I've even written some songs, 
the last songs that he was writing uh, based on your range and your style and your voice type. And so I would really like to, to see if you would want to do it. And I'm like, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so I, I said yes. And I, I came to New York. Um, and in the audience of Children of Salt, at, we did it at NIMP, at the New York Musical Festival. And the audience was um, Justin Huff, who was the, then the um, casting director of On Your Feet. He worked at uh, Telsey, Burnout Telsey Casting. And he waited for me and he said, you'd be perfect for Emilio. And I'm looking for, for an actor to replace the actor who's playing Emilio Estefan right now on Broadway at, uh, and On Your Feet. Um, would you like to come see the show and see if you want to audition? And yeah, so I went to see the show. And when I saw it, I, I, I lost it. You know, I, I, I just knew it in my heart that I was going to play that role um, one day. And, uh, and I did, you know, that's what, what brought me to On Your Feet. I'll never forget the day of my audition and the day I met Emilio and Gloria and Jerry Mitchell and Sergio Trujillo and Alex Denolaris. Uh, of course, my brain just went icons, icons, <laughs> Grammy, Tony. Emmy, Oscar, like, yeah. uh, and uh, I got it, and and it changed my life forever. It made my dream come true. It brought me to the states. It brought me to the U.S. It gave me my green card. Um, it brought me back to New York as an adult, and it made my dream come true. And along the way, I I discovered beautiful human beings, um, a great bunch of people that um, I call friends and family to this day. And and yeah, that's that's literally the journey. Uh, from Mexico to Broadway, and it was a perfect musical to bring me back to the U.S. because it was the it was the union of of my both worlds in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the Latin music in Spanish of icons and recording artists that I grew up with, and me also doing music and being a recording artist and doing um, telenovelas for Univision and Telemundo. It was like that the Latin market, and and my passion for Broadway and musical theater in English, um, Anglo or British. Uh, it was the the the, the union, it, like the marriage of both worlds. So it made it extra special, because um, to me it was like a musical in Spanglish in a way, uh, yeah. and a musical that talked about pride, Latin pride, and a musical that. Um, that was the first musical in history to have 99% um, Latinos on stage. There was only one American, one American uh, on stage who played the A&R. The rest were all Latinos. That, that broke records. That's, that's like the first time it's ever happened. Uh, and that's, I mean, that makes me so proud, you know, because yeah. uh, uh, there's nothing better than than representation, you know, than, than seeing your own people playing the parts that were written for your people. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's very special. I agree. Um, I absolutely and, agree. And in a true story, and in a true story that mm -hmm. is still, that it hasn't ended, of two people that are still alive, still killing it, still inspiring. Uh, so it's, it's beautiful to see, you know, it's, it's not the same to play somebody that maybe already died and like, or that died like hundreds of recently, years ago, yeah. or recently, than somebody that's there, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and still inspiring and still working, still producing, still recording, still being a parent, still being a husband, still be, like he's still there very much so. And, and, and you're getting to know him at the same time. And then, yeah, so it's, it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. And, and I will always be grateful for that beautiful show. Before we go into visibility and representation, I want yeah. to ask you, what would be that piece of advice you would tell a younger version of yourself? Ooh, I would tell him to have more fun, to enjoy it even more. Because I, um, and yes, I, because I was, I took it so seriously back then. I, I still do, obviously. But back when I was a teenager and I was starting starting out and I, in my young 20s, I I was so I was like a military, like it was like military, you know. I was so strict, um, so I would tell my younger self to loosen up a little bit, and, and maybe enjoy, have more fun, uh, have more fun, you know, because yeah. time goes by and 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 it doesn't come back. So there's some things that I I I'm not gonna be able to do Saturday Night Fever, for example, now because I'm I'm in my early 40s and I'm not as flexible and I'm I can't my knees and my back will probably won't be like no I, you can't do that anymore you know that that was 20 years ago so there's a reason why the roles find you at this at, at a specific time but now i'm ready to play i don't know john Valjean, you know because mm-hmm. the 20 years ago i didn't have the voice or the range or the or the emotional baggage or or the just the the wrinkles you know or so it's uh or the gray in my beard so yeah uh there's also um gains with the losses but yeah i would tell i would tell him to to have fun have more fun have more fun and to not let anybody convince him of i'm not going for it you know just go for Mm -hmm. it go for it and i know he would i know he will (laughs) i know he will yeah okay let's turn into latins in musical theater okay what is visibility and representation for you? You just mentioned that on your feed was the first show you saw that you could say they, the people on that stage are truly who we are as Latins. Yes. Right? It was the first time in Broadway history that uh, the 99% of the cast was all Latino. You know, It's a show with the most Latinos on stage uh, ever on Broadway. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's historic and that's beautiful. And um, I've always said that representation and visibility uh, is like holding, holding up a mirror. You know, it's if the artist hold, holds up a mirror to the audience, facing the audience, so they can see themselves reflected. It's always a reflection. You know, a, a, a theater is always a reflection of society, of what's going on in the times, fiction. You know, um, so. If you hold up a mirror, you should see yourself there. Always. All of us. Mm-hmm. All colors, all shapes, all sizes. But what's happening or what's hap- what has happened in the past many, 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 many years is that, yes, fiction is holding up a mirror, but there are certain spots in that mirror that are covered for some reason. Or maybe somebody painted on top of the mirror so so that some reflections are not there. What representation of visibility is, is literally grabbing, grabbing a, a cloth with soap <laughs> and washing the mirror so everybody can see yeah. themselves reflected. So 
I think it's very important to support, yes, of obviously Latin performers, Latinos, but very important to support creative Latinos who's writing the stories, who's writing the music, who's producing, who's directing, mm -hmm. who's casting, who's funding, uh, who's the assistant director, who's the lighting designer, who's the costume designer, who, uh, who's making the shoes, who's making the wigs, are they Latinos? You know, uh, are, do, uh, do, are, are there Latinos in those teams? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I always ask, is there Latino casting this musical about Latinos? Uh, uh, and there should be, you know, is there a musical, is a, is a Latino musical director um, in, involved with that Latin music? Uh, you know, there has to be, there has to be so it can be authentic. Uh, and so we can be represented. Yeah. Um, it's very important to support the creatives because uh, yes, I, I believe that, I mean, I see more Latinos than ever. Yes, and I'm very happy about it, but I see them mostly in front of the camera or on stage. What about behind? What about backstage? What about mm -hmm. creating? Who's, what about all the creators, all the Latin playwrights, the authors, the musicians, where are they? Yeah, I'm sure absolutely. they're there. We just have to support them. Mm -hmm. You know, we just have to uh, help them get that that opportunity to be in mainstream. Yeah, in a mainstream show, in a main in mainstream. You know, because uh, we have so much to give. We are the minority. We're not going to be a minority anytime. Like very soon, we're not going to be a minority. You know, we are the highest growing. Minority, minority group in, yeah. in this in this country so there's better there better be more and more representation because we're everywhere and we're not going anywhere you know spanish is spoken more and more and more in this country and latinos that what what people forget what what people do sometimes in this country is that they place us all in one box latinos mm -hmm. are this And we're so different and we're so diverse. And there's so many of us, you know, there's yeah. Colombia, Peru, Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, Mexico, Spain, Brazil, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Costa Rica, Argentina, Paraguay, Uruguay. They're, we're all so different. No one is alike. Mm -hmm. Like nobody is alike. And there's so many of us. And then there's the Latinos that were born here and the ones that speak English, the ones that don't speak English, the ones that speak Spanish, the ones that don't speak Spanish. Uh, Afro-Latinos, Blanquitos, like me, you know, mm -hmm. like there's so many. <laughs> so, and, and we're so diverse. Uh, that's why we're so powerful, you know, but, but I think it's, it's important for us to help each other. You know, it's, it's important for Mexicans to reach out to Cubans and be like, Hey, I want to be in, I, I want to be, help, I want to help you tell your story or a Puerto Rican to call the Peruvian or, or the, the Honduran, Uh, to the Salvatorian, like El Salvador. O sea, we, we just have to help each other because we're, there's so many of us. Yeah. There's so many of us. And we tend to make our groups in a way. Uh, and I like to mix those groups always. <laughs> yeah. You know, because uh, I think it's important. Um, that, that was what On Your Feet was. You know, I remember we used to, um, on Saturdays between shows, sometimes we would uh, bring like a dish that, Each one of us cooked, you know, so um, Linedi, who's 
Dominican would bring up uh, something that was from Dominican Republic and mm-hmm. Hector, who was Puerto Rican, would bring something from Puerto Rico. I would bring tamales or something Mexican and that and uh, um, uh, a beautiful dancer who, who's from Spain would bring us uh, tortilla española, schizo. Yeah, from so it was a mixture of it all, and and that's how we are, you know. Uh, just as diverse, just as diverse as we are in our food, we are in our everything, culture, even in mm-hmm. the language. We don't speak Spanish the same way. Yeah, you know. Uh, so uh, that's why we gotta be together in a way, and 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 help each other out, and and help tell our stories. Um, but be we are the ones who are. Super we are the ones who should be telling our stories. Mm-hmm. So how do you think we can increase Latin visibility and representation on Broadway? Well, we have to have more allies. We have to have people like the Broadway League. There has to be a Latino uh, in charge. There has to be a Latino casting Latino shows. There has to be uh, people. Where are the, the people in power that are, you know, embracing, embracing our culture? There has to be more. There, there can't be. There only can't be one Sergio Trujillo. Like that's it. No, there has to be ten, twenty, choreographers, costume designers, um, you know, uh, reporters, journalists. Where are the Latinos talking about our community? And 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 you know, uh, Viva Broadway, for example. I mean, if Viva Broadway happens once a year and it's for one month, um, yeah. But what's going on during during the rest of the year? Why are you not posting? Once Hispanic Heritage Month is over, you know, mm-hmm. we're, ju- we're not just a month, you know, we should be doing it every day for the rest of our lives. Um, so, so, yeah, I think embracing our Latinidad and being proud of that and showing it off to our to the world uh, without without being embarrassed, because we, we, we tend to be because of our ancestors and because of um People that came to this country sometimes and wanted to erase the accent, wanted to erase um, the the Latino last name, wanted to erase uh, the language, the other language, and just speak English. You know, so so we have to deal with the reality and and how how do we make sure that we're all being seen? How do we all feel visible? How do we mm-hmm. all? Uh, there, we got to find a way because there's so many stories and it's yeah. very different. You know. Uh, just I was watching um, a, a news story the other day about uh, um, immig- immigrants from Mexico that were crossing the border, you know, and that's not this, just because they're from Mexico. That's that doesn't mean that that I reflect that, that's not my story. Yes, I'm from Mexico, yeah. but I came in in a very different way, in a different time, in a different my my story is very different. So I actually turned down a show recently that that spoke about immigration because I, I said I don't know that story even even though I'm Mexican I don't feel I don't represent that part of Mexico so I I, I it's not authentic just because mm-hmm. I'm Mexican doesn't mean that I know what crossing the border illegally means I don't I don't know what that is I don't know it I don't that's not my story to tell um, yeah. that that's not my story to tell it, it would be disrespectful if I tell, told it because it's not because I came in this country with more privilege than them. So I can't tell that story that it would be very disrespectful. Um, So I, and I told them, please cast somebody that went through it or that at least has a parent or a cousin Mm -hmm. or a sibling that went through it. Cause I've always had a a, a visa and a passport. Like my parents gave it to me. Like I, so I know that. Um, 
So just be very respectful with that. I, I beg you, please. It's very important for you to be as respectful as possible. Um, don't don't take us, don't don't um, don't token us, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, we're so diverse. Uh, yeah. Even Mexico. I mean, when you go to a Mexican restaurant in New York, you go, well, yeah. Where's the food from? What part of? Is it from Central Mexico or Northern Mexico? Like, like it's not that we don't eat the same in every state. <laughs> yeah. You know, so what kind of Mexican food are we talking about? <laughs> We're so diverse. So, uh, yeah. So I think we we got to also uh, learn how to respect our differences. And that's that's also a part of unifying r- with, with acknowledging our differences. So since we are so diverse in what Latins are, mm-hmm. what is the most important part of creating Latins? Latin characters in musical theater for you? Ooh. Well, for me, I mean, I firmly believe in Latinos creating, originating roles and um, in stories that not necessarily are a Latin story. Like mm-hmm. like I say, again, not, not everything has to be Evita. I thank God those shows exist. And that's, I mean, I'm grateful for them. They've given me jobs, literally. Yeah and open the door on your feet and in the heights. And of course, Evita, Man La Mancha, the Spider-Woman, you know, I can name them. But um, what about a new show that is not in Latin America, that does not take place in the heights or a Latin barrio or a Latin mm-hmm. country that happens to have a Latin character? I, I'm creating those roles. I want to create those roles. I have friends that are writing those roles. I have friends that are writing the music for those shows. Now I want, I'm the actor who's like looking for those roles and creating those roles. I think it's very important to create those roles and, and to not, and to not stop just because we have on your feet and in the Heights doesn't mean that we need to stop. Oh, because we covered that. No, that's only the beginning. Now take it to the next level, you know? Um, It's very important to take it to the next level until we normalize it. You know, it doesn't have to be a show about Latinos until Latinos are seen as the rest. You know, uh, and we're we're in a better place, but we're not. We're just getting started. You know, mm-hmm. this is just the beginning. You know, I want to see a a Mexican musical on Broadway. You know, a mariachi band, and like there's so many things that can be done and will be done, but all with time, you know, but I think um, that's why we gotta stay together and help each other out. You know, if if I know of a Cuban playwright, introduce him to my Cuban friends, introduce him to my Cuban that are in, in uh, maybe more powerful positions than them so they can help each other out. You know, there has to be, there can only be one Jaime Lozano. I want there to be 10 Jaime Lozanos, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there should be at least five or six more Mexican composers and musicians writing musicals. Uh, not yeah. only one, come on, I need more. We need more because <laughs> behind us, there's the kid, there are our kids and like, it's, it's, yeah, we have to pay it forward and we're creating the foundation of, of this big change and we can't let it stop. Um, yes. And we, it's very important for also for, for Latinos to break through and, being a Latino, playing non-Latino characters too, sometimes, or, or, or characters that are not 
necessarily like why hasn't there been a, a latino phantom mm-hmm. you know there's been an african american phantom there's been an asian phantom why not a latino phantom on broadway after almost 30 years really there hasn't been one latino phantom that's that's not real for me because yeah. there are like they, we are we exist you know so so that that also too yeah i absolutely yeah. agree with you um Mauricio, thank you so much for being here. It's oh, been you. a pleasure and honor. Before we wrap up, if people want to contact you, follow you on social media, know what you are doing, your past shows, what you're going to be doing, where can they find you? Yes, I'm very easy to find. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's uh, at Martinez Mao. Mao is short for Mauricio with a U. And... Um, And my Facebook page is Mauricio Martinez Oficial um, with one F. It's written in Spanish. Um, and yeah, I'm very vocal on Twitter. I'm very, um, I always see Twitter as a, a, yeah, it's almost like a, you can speak your mind about politics, about <laughs> racial injustice and about things that matter. Uh, mm -hmm. Even fight with trolls sometimes. I mean, that's that's what Twitter is at the end of it. <laughs> Uh, but it's more personal. And Instagram, I, I like because it's almost like it's a journal, you know, and, and you leave you leave important highlights of like your day to day or like the highlight of the week. Or if you went to an event that really mattered or you saw a play that really touched mm -hmm. you. And I want to share that with people or like, um, yeah, it's it's a bit more personal. But um, Twitter is fun, too. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And last question. Yes. Which are your top five favorite musical theater shows? Oh, okay. Well, West Side Story. West Side Story is definitely my favorite. Just because of what it represents, I think West Side Story should be uh, everybody's favorite because it's, <laughs> it's, it literally changed the, the way musicals um, are told. And because of what it represents, it's, it's Shakespeare and it's Leonard Bernstein and it's Stephen Sondheim. And it's Chita Rivera, Rita Moreno, it's Natalie Wood, it's it's some Jerome Robbins, it's, it's Steven Spielberg now. It's like it represents a lineage of excellence, you know, West Side mm -hmm. Story, always. Um, the bar was set really high with that yeah. show. After that, Evita, because speaking of representation, that's the show that growing up, I, I felt seen, I felt respected. I felt that that was a show that I could do regardless of what language it was done in. You know, I didn't have to only do it in Spanish. I could do that show in English and still be authentic because it was written for people like me. Yeah. Uh, so that, and, and I'm a huge, huge Andrew Lloyd Webber fan, obviously. Um, and uh, the third one, I would have to say Beauty and the Beast because it was the first show I ever saw on Broadway when I came to audition for AMDA. And then I sold merchandise in that theater. And then 10 years later, I played the Beast in Mexico. So it was a very, very personal show for me. Same as Saturday Night Fever, because it was the first, it was the one that started it all. Mm -hmm. And uh, last but not least, obviously, On Your Feet, I have to include it because it changed my life. You know, it, it, um, it made my dream come true, my Broadway dream come true. So those five, yeah. I love it. Mauricio, thank you so much for coming on to Backstage Talk. It's been an honor and I cannot thank wait to see whatever shows are coming up for you. Thank you so much for this time. I send you all my love and I hope to connect soon. 
Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.